G'day, and welcome to the Wing It Podcast. Illinois, they take out Marsh Magus. They win it for sure. Max King, 50 goals this season. Yeah, Eduardo, he's my better today. He'll take out the Galaxy. James Harden, MVP at $10. You've heard him first. All right, g'day, and welcome to another episode of the Wing It Podcast. Um, I don't know if this is a big episode, but episode 10. Yeah, Two digits. Double digits. <laughs> Huge. How good is that? Remember when you were like a kid... And then you'd hit double digits and everyone would be like, oh, oh it's how do you, yeah, you feel so old and everything. Maybe we're feeling old now. Yeah, I feel like I've been doing this for years now. Uh, so feels like, well, 10 straight weeks, it's quite impressive, isn't it? Yeah, so. exactly right. So yeah, pretty impressive. And we've done bonus episodes along the way as well. And sure have. We're providing with all the good stuff. So be very happy. 10 down and we'll wait for the next uh, big uh, 50. That'll be the next one we'll celebrate, isn't it? Yeah, so. I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I reckon so. we'll celebrate every single one we do, but... Oh, well, 50, 50 is the next milestone, yeah. But it's it works. Episode 10, double digits, and we are having today the quarterly, yep. uh, way, too, way too early award show for the AFL 2021 season. Exactly. So we've got quite a few awards, we've got, uh, awards we will go through. Um, I'll get onto that later in the show. Uh, but we'll start off with normally, um, obviously our review of the week that was. Yeah. Um, we'll have our players of the week. We've got we actually remembering this time and a yeah, couple of juicy we're ones. We're on a streak now. <laughs> That's two in a row. Not bad. Um, then we've obviously got our preview of next week and our hot wings, and we'll fit the awards show somewhere in the middle of that. So, without any further ado, we'll kick off with the review of last week. Exactly. And it, was, the, it was a great round. It wasn't I too enjoyed bad, it. was it? No, I really, really enjoyed this round. Well, we'll kick off with the Friday night. Obviously, no Thursday nights anymore. So, reacts. Um, dogs and Giants. Stop laughing at me. Anyway, Dogs and Giants. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I, was, I think I tipped Giants on the show last week. I didn't tip them with my tips, but I said Giants. Um, I thought that Giants would come out to play a little bit better, but I guess the Dogs just really showed their class yet again. Yeah, and you were bang on last week. You said about how um, there's no really aggressors in the side to keep that rivalry going. Uh, and yeah, you were bang on. There wasn't really any like fierceness in the contest, bit, was there? Felt a bit flat, didn't it? Yeah, from did, what we've seen. Yeah, exactly. From from what we were sort of expecting, it didn't really live up to the hype. No. Uh, but no, Toby Crean got into Eastern Wood and Bont a little bit, but that was about it, to be honest. And the Giants were really disappointing. And yeah, they were. I think the the doggies just showed their class once again and showed that they're like probably top two teams to beat right now. So yeah. They are, they are definitely a top four lock no matter what oh, now coming into the season, easily, I think. Um, when you're 6-9, and nine, obviously puts you in great stead, but I but they've played some decent teams as well, so yep. I just think, yeah, I can't see them falling out of top four. No. But obviously, probably the biggest news out of this game is Josh Dunkley. 12 weeks was the last I've read. I don't yeah. know, it's going to be at least... Three months three sort months. of time, yeah. I was, That's the season. I was finals. so, so upset about this. Because remember, I don't know if you remember, but I called when he came off, I was like, he's popped his shoulder out. They're not going to send him back on 100%. Popped him back in, sent him back on no strapping for whatever reason. They're up 30 points. And he Dumb in the end. When he did it again. So and now it's AC joint last I heard, I believe. So. Yeah, full shoulder Rico. So I don't know like if that second uh, dislocation had anything to do with making it worse or anything like that. I'm sure they make it better. But no, yeah, you're but, not wrong. But I guess if there's any team that can cover a position of that, it's probably the way it's probably Western Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. So obviously you can't really replace someone like Dunkley's tackling and presence on the ball, but you can replace that position pretty easily. So it's yeah. not a huge blow. I'm not going to say, oh, they're done now. They're not top four. I think it just means Lockie Hunter gets more touches now. Yeah, or exactly. Or fully goes midfield. I or think Libba starts getting even more of the ball than he already is. Yeah. So. 
On the flip side of the dogs, it's a position out of probably the perfect position they could have had an injury at. They'd yeah. much rather Dunkley get injured than, say, a Josh Bruce or a Alex Keith. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, but, you know, good win by the dogs. Uh, they got the job done, and so they should, really. Yeah, it was a great win, and, yeah, we sort of expected that from them. But, yeah, on to the next game. Now, the next game, it is just loading. It was the Eagles versus the Geelong Cats. Well... I think West Coast kicked the first two goals of the game. Or they, yeah. they went in no, the lead. They, they were in yeah. the lead somewhere in that first quarter. And they just went, um, I fell asleep. I unbelievably fell asleep. I think the first quarter, the score ended, it was like 26 to 22, something 20 like that. 20 to 15, five. West Coast way. A five-point lead. Yeah, and they ended up scoring like 16 more points for the rest of the game. It was just... Oh. West Coast scored two goals in its since quarter time. And Geelong slapped on 18. 18 goals. Oh 19, sorry. 19 goals to two in the last three quarters. That's absurd. This this scared me. Like, this scared me too. a genuine contender. Mm-hmm. Like, we are the kings of overreacting. That's why we're doing a way too early award show. Yeah, of course. Um, Jack Bowes <laughs> didn't didn't make it, unfortunately, for the no. award show. Just saying. The invite uh, just must have been lost in mail or yeah, something or other. I don't it's know. no other reason why, why he wouldn't be here, Jack Bowes. Like, we, we took that photo with him and then he, we didn't yeah. hear from him again. So, well, when you're the inaugural player of the week for the Winger podcast... Exactly, he is. You like, make you make yourself known. He's so. our hero. So he is. He's my dad. So, uh, but I don't know why we're talking about Jack Bowes <laughs> for the Geelong. But uh, no, yeah, we're overreacting one week to them. But I think with Jeremy Cameron and how he slotted right into the team, yep. it, they're a real force to be reckoned with. And far out, they were good. And the Eagles, I said it, and I said it last week, and I'll say it again. They are soft as butter. Adam Simpson. What did I say to come out I and complain? A he came out and complained. He was saying, oh, uh, Matthew Lloyd's being rude to us in the in the media. I don't like the comments. He's saying, shut up, Simo. <laughs> uh, just stop speaking. Go back to Perth. You're in Perth this week. You're in, like, just coming out of lockdown. Stop crying. Oh, I just, I didn't want to talk about this game before it happened. Don't want to talk about it after it happened. <laughs> but what did I say about these bloody uh, Eagles? They lost by nearly 100 points and they're absolutely shocking. Well, away from home, they're not much of an Eagle, are they? They're a bit no. more of a, what would you call them, a pigeon? A seagull? That's rude to pigeons. No, they're rude to pigeons, jeez. I've seen stronger pigeons. Oh, far out. But I reckon this is, a, this is a sign of what's to come. They don't. They won't make finals this year, I've already said it. <sighs> and this leads on to my hot wing, which I'll get onto later, but... Jesus, the Eagles going nowhere at the moment. Um, I'm going to read more into this game about Geelong being good than Eagles being bad for me. Yeah. So I think Geelong, they finally put it together. They've had an average season so far. Maybe Geelong are the real deal, but we'll see. Maybe. We'll see if see if they can string it together for a few weeks and then we'll come back to it. But the next game. We nailed it. We were so confident on it and I didn't even put it in Matt's multi for whatever reason. Yeah, that was dumb. But we called this, very happily called this. We the did. Gold Coast Suns upset the Swans. Not just by a little bit, a 40-point win. Huge. It was game over pretty early on. I think after my quarter time, you thought, oh, maybe it's a game. Half time, it was over. Yeah. Gold Coast really, really played very well. And I think we, we, we saw this coming for two reasons, dare I say. Gold Coast had to win a game. Yeah. They're, they're, hu- they're hungry. And they're a better team than what they've been putting out. Absolutely. And now Suns, with their injuries and their kids, the kids are getting exposed and the injuries are taking their toll. Yeah. And then I think that's the main reason the injury's taking their toll. You remove Dane Rampey from any team in the AFL, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly right. And far out, the Swans just got swarmed with the tackles. It was ridiculous. Like, uh, the Swans won the clearances by, like, it was something ridiculous. Like, yeah. It was, they won by, like, 40. And they won the hitouts. Uh, the Suns had 22 hitouts for the game. Far out. Yeah. Oh, they got... I think and, Callum Sinclair put up some yeah, stupid like 50, numbers. He had like 50 uh, hit-outs to 
all of the Suns combined 22. Yeah, that's the issue with Gold Coast, isn't it? And Zach Smith's playing VFL, uh, not VFL, whatever it's called. That yeah, NEFL, yeah. Whatever it's, I think AFL Reserve Comp now, whatever, whatever it is. Called, yeah, he's yeah. playing this, he's playing that this week, so he won't be back next week either. Yeah. So, but then again, I think Brody Grundy would kill him next week. Anyway, but no, great win by Gold Coast. Unreal from, yeah, the Suns. Great, great win. And they just didn't, like, didn't allow any of the young kids to get on, off the chain. Like, no. Chad Warner played well. But none of the none of the rest of them no. played well. It was just Sydney's sort of top three that were, that were dominating, and that's not really going to do much damage, unfortunately. No, and I'm just alluding to him now, and we will speak about him soon. Well, I will speak about him soon, regardless. But Tuke Miller quietly, Done. very quietly, putting away a very, very impressive season. A huge game yet again. And who have they got this week? They have got Collingwood. Exactly. And the bloke is going to put up 40 touches. I just think he might. I think he might have 20 tackles and 40 touches. It might be something dumb. So, Tote Miller, 0.8% ownership on fantasy right now. He is a POD. He's top six player as of right now. Yep. So, I looked into him. So, did I. I don't don't have the balls to do it. No, I need it all. No, but um, very impressive season by him so far. And I think Gold Coast, that's the win they needed to get back on track. So, things looking up for Gold Coast. And I love them. Yep. And you're welcome for the underdog tip. So everyone out there who yep. no worries, followed guys. the Wing It podcast tips, you're probably top of your tipping competition like I am. Yep. Um, but yeah, sure. well done. Stay tuned for more tips. Now on to the next game. It, uh, Colton and Lions. I obviously tipped the Blues here. And at quarter time, I was feeling not too bad. And then at half time, I was still half okay. And then the Lions just put on their... Uh, Lions turn it on as a good team should. Yeah. They really showed their class, even when Neil went out. Players like McCluggage stepped up and all their defenders really stepped up as well. I know Harry McKay kicked six, but that doesn't really mean much in Marvel uh, under these no. new rules. Uh, but yeah, they just really stepped up and even some of the kids like Devin Robertson played really well. He did. Uh, and everyone just played their roles. Yeah, no, you're right. I can't. I, I, I think I have to eat my words now with Lions. I was ready yeah, to write them definitely. off and I said, well, we're going to see over the next month if they want to uh, earn back my trust. And I think they have. So yeah, th- their line was my better of the week. Yeah, it was. And it was and only got like it comfortably seven and a half. I think it closed at seven and a half. I think it closed at. Cohen were getting smashed late. They were liking Cohen. I mm. think it dropped down to even fives or something for a bit there. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I think it closed seven. But Brisbane, I think they're back on track, and I think Cohen are well and truly off track now. Um, yeah. Just yeah. I'll, I think I'm gonna put a line through them now. Nah, you can't put a line through them yet. I'm just because of the quality. What do you mean a line through them? I think I think their finals done. Oh, well... I mean, I had them sitting fourth. There's a lot for me to say, but I've just... I can't trust them anymore. Mm. I've trusted them too much now, and I've been burnt five times, pretty much. Yeah. I think they're, what, one in, uh, two wins, four losses, something like that? Yeah. I, I've been burnt four times, and these are games they should be winning. I mean, losing to Collingwood, you look at that form line now, that's a really bad loss. Really bad loss. So, and the next three games aren't easy. They and, might go 0-3 in the next three games. And all they've been is Fremantle. Yeah, exactly. So, Oh, Fremantle and Gold Coast. It's a penciled line, but geez, they're not feeling. I'm, I'm eating my words with that uh, top four call of Carlton. But Lions back on track. But Neil out, huge. Obviously, you lose a Brownlow medalist from any team. That's huge. Yeah. Um, we'll see how good they are without Neil this weekend when they take on Port Adelaide on a Saturday night. Um, that, that's that's shaping to be a bit of a blockbuster. But, yeah, um, it should be a really good game, actually. I'm really keen for that. But anyway, moving on to the next game now. Saturday night, you can. I'll let you kick it off. Well, Saturday night, it's always a blockbuster, Anzac Day Eve. Um, honestly, you might, Why did I let you, you might have to stop me here. Uh, but the Demons, I said they'd win 40 plus or to win by 30. 
34. Yeah. Yeah, look, it wasn't too far off once again. Uh, we're just pumping teams at the moment. It doesn't matter who it is. Three-time premiers, psh, yeah, get out of the way. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Players like Cozzy Piggott getting into them, loving that. He really got into after oh. that goal. It was a little over the top for me, but... I loved it. I love it too, but I just, and, that was questionable. But carry on. And Charlie Spargo backing him up. you got Dogger Jackson kicking <laughs> a couple of snags. And bloke ran 15 kilometres. He's like six Dogger six. Jackson did? Yes. Wow. He's got a tank on him. Far out. That's really impressive, actually. And he had the same amount of hit-outs as Maxi Gorn. Wow. Yep. He had so, a really great game, didn't he? Oh, I did not notice him that much. That's huge. 100 DT points. Wow. So, yeah, he dominated. Doggy Jackson could be one of the best players in the league in the next sort of 10 years. <laughs> Honestly, he's that good. Uh, you got players like Tommy McDonald playing his role immensely. you got Stephen May, misses one week with a fractured orbital bone, comes in and holds Tom Lynch to... Oh, wait, did Tom Lynch play? Oh, no, I don't think he did. No, he did. Well, regardless. Zero it's goals, zero. It's he was him shocking. <laughs> no. It was other him revolt, wasn't it? He actually owns yeah. key forwards. He has them for dinner and breakfast. It's ridiculous. And then you got Jake Lever. He's probably the best defender in the competition right now, form-wise. you got Trent Rivers dominating. And they don't even, I don't even need to mention Petrarca, Oliver, Gorn. But Christian Salem is the man I want to talk about. Yeah. Oh my God, what a, an absolutely, just a breakout performance. Yeah. I was amazed. He was by very him. good. I've been waxing lyrical about him for years. He He's one of my favorite demons. Uh, 39, 39 touches, stupid kicking efficiency, had a goal, could have had two to be fair, but ended up setting up, uh, I think it was Dogger Jackson, in the goal square. And just an unbelievable player. Almost deserved the medal. But he's almost stiff. Yeah, it, it was pretty stiff. Uh, and he's actually, you know, he's the second highest ranked demon in the coaches' votes this year. There you go. Just above Petrarca. Oh, above Truck. Yeah. Uh, Gorn's above him, aren't Guns, they? Yeah, Gorn's above him. So uh, Petrarca just, he's added a new dimension. Oh, no, sorry. Salem's added a new, a new dimension to his game. He's getting the run with roll a little bit as well, uh, where he's running off players like Dusty a, a tiny bit and then just dominating them and uh, abusing their lack of defensive ability. And then he's coming with the run through the wing and Langdon's allowed him to do that. And, oh, Yeah, Langdon's been a huge enabler for your team. Yeah, he, Langdon's been massive. So all the boys really stepped up. And I love to see today the Demons posted that um, that Choco Williams was still going through kicking drills with them. So they're keeping, they're keeping their heads down and working, even though we're 6-0 and and the lid is very much off. Um, but yeah, what more can I say than, yeah, we've already won the flag. We'll see how we Chalk go when up. you start playing some real teams without Richmond, without uh, what Dusty. What do you mean? Anyway. He played for three quarters. <laughs> Michael Hibbert just tagged the shit out of him. Oh, Dominated. Get you rolled up. No, very good win. Anyway. Moving on. The next right. game. It, look, right, we'll we don't do, even have to speak. We'll just keep over this game. Freo beat North by 50. Well done. Jack Zebel, gun. Jack Zebel, lost by 50. Fantasy pig. It's, he's must have. I've got him in this way. He's must have. He's got a 50 break even, so he is, yeah. dare I say, he's must have because of that. He'll make 100k in the next week, and that's not even what you want him for. But I'm sceptical just because I don't think team. I think teams will look at it now and go, okay, he's had like 30 touches for like four straight weeks. We've got to start like cutting him out a bit. But he's not doing anything with the touches. But they're going to start putting someone on him. There's it, no point. I, I know, there almost is no they point. They want him to kick so they can just get it straight back into the 50. All he's getting is just a kick out. He's either taking the kick out yep. or he's getting the little chip kick in the corner. And that's what that's all it is. Yeah, But I think is. teams will start thinking, all right, we don't want a player getting 30 touches regardless of how useful or, yep. he, or how stupid they are yeah so I think it will slow down but his next two games he's got the demons who will not tag him and he's got um, Collingwood it's it's game over 
the thing is, I think you want to see North Melbourne up against the best teams yeah. for Zeeble because he's going to get the ball. He's, so you don't like, want to see a game that gets them against, I don't know, Gold Coast or something where they might have a chance of winning. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but no, anyway, Zeeble, 170, peaked out. Might be the biggest score of the year. I don't think we'll see a score like that again. If we do... It, it'll be maxi gone. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, probably. You, don't, you don't see too many 160 pluses. You only see a handful per yeah. year. So, no, um, very impressive stuff from I, Yeah, I guess it's impressive. But nothing to lose to by 50 about. points still. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Hawks and Crows. We called this again. We mm-hmm. called the Hawkers. Dare I say you tip the Crows? No, no, Hawks. no did, I oh, Hawks. Oh, yeah, I said yeah. a lot week before, sorry. No, I definitely tip Hawks. Yeah. yeah, we both bat Hawks in here pretty comfortably. Very keen on it. They've got a 77% win percentage at Utah Stadium. So I was all over it. It was... Easy for me to pick him, but far out. He was getting shaky when the Crows kicked 15 straight. I think it was 14 or 15 straight yeah. in the end, wasn't it? It was 16 straight without a miss because yeah. they had a rush behind. Yeah. But it was 14 and 0. So, poor. Imagine kicking more goals and losing the game. It's pretty hard to do. Ridiculous. It's really hard to do. It is very, very hard to do. So, that just shows to me that Crows were lucky to how good their goal kicking was to even be in the game. Yeah. Um, obviously, 16, 15, 12 to 16, 3. It's. It's not even close. It's 27 scoring shots. It's not even 20. Yeah. So, um, Hawks were in control, just couldn't finish their dinner, and Crows really well and truly finished their dinner. Great signs for Crows, though, because it shows that they can actually stay in game despite not being the better team at all. Just exactly. purely due to their goal kicking. Great. And, yeah, that's great to see, especially away and, you, like, at a hard stadium to play. It's a hard stadium to kick out in general yeah. because of the wind. Exactly. You saw how bad the wind was. Towards and, the end there. Yeah, yeah, towards the end, and, wow, like, the Hawkers, though, really impressed me. Yeah, Amira looked unstoppable. Oh, that last quarter he took over. He made it his mission. But well, I think all of the talk lately about the Hawks being like one of the worst lists in the AFL, mm-hmm. I've heard talk of them being worse than North Melbourne in terms of youth and talent. I think all that disrespect's really come to a head and they've just decided, all right, we just need to get beat in games even if we're not going to win them. And they were lucky enough to win this one. Uh, but I bet someone... Mitch Clark at half time I bet him that oh, it was like two or three dollars I forgot um, that the Hawkers would win when they were down like 35 I think they were 30 or 2 32 yep. something like that and yep look they won I knew it I knew it would happen no. Alistair Clarkson's not going to get pumped like that so. no I was pretty confident that bet too but the fact that they kicked 14 goals nothing and right in the first thought. half yeah the first half and then kicked two goals three in the second yeah half. that's embarrassing it was just ridiculous. And the kick called Thielthorpe kicking, what was it, five or six in the end? Five? Yeah, five. He dominated. Didn't even win the Rising Star. Yeah, I'm not surprised, actually. Um, young Cosy th- got Rising Star. Yeah. I think, I think whoever won that game probably got the probably would have got exactly, it, personally. Yeah. But, um, I mean, to be fair, let's be all because his goal was pretty much in the goal square. Yeah. But, um, oh, well. regardless, great win by the Hawks. We tipped that one very very well and yeah. um, unlucky for the Crows. The but Crom just signs. downward spiral from Yeah, him. the pill patch is over. We called this two weeks ago and now it's well and truly over. Definitely is. Uh Pies and Bombers. I said the Bombers and you couldn't believe it. But I, couldn't, I could not believe that that many people were tipping the Bombers. It was everywhere. All in my tipping, all like you saying it, everyone was keen on it. And I just couldn't see it happening. And that's no um, shine on the Bombers. That's my absolute disrespect. little disrespect, yeah. uh, huge disrespect of Collingwood. I see nothing I like in Collingwood. No. And it's funny when you still got Brody Grundy and Scott Penderbury in a team and you're looking at it going, and Darcy Moore and you're going, Pfft. Yeah, exactly. Write them off. Yeah. It's got to be something up top. Anyway, it's got to be coaching. Yeah. Well, um, their top end talent is unbelievable. Oh, Any list would just absolutely love to have it. 100%. It's honestly... And their kids are pretty good too. I'm going to throw this out here. It's better top end talent than Port Adelaide. 
Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? No, I, I had to think about it, but I get what you mean. Like, Brody side Brody's bottom, a higher player, yeah. side bum, uh, Pendlebury. So, side bottom's better than Ollie Wines. Yep. Pendles is better than Boak. Yep. And Grundy's better than whoever you think. And Dusty Moore's better than any of our defenders. Exactly. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, 100%. They have a better top end list than Port. Yeah. But you look at when you have that when middle, that tier. middle tier, the bottom. It falls like apart. The bottom five or six players, like, honestly, wouldn't get, would not get a game at any no. other club. No, I like, I like some of their kids. They've got some nice kids yeah, coming through. Right, yeah. I, like, I think McRae could be something. I think McCreary's a really nice goal sneak. Definitely. But, and great pressure in the four Yeah, great pressure so. in the four lines. But that middle tier is bad. Like players like Braden Sy, who didn't play on the weekend, admittedly, yeah. but like he was supposed to be out middle tier, took over this year. Trey Rusco. Maynard's fallen off a cliff. Yeah. Like these middle tier players who are supposed to be, you know, pushing their high tier, being, you know, enough. Yeah. Really disappointing. And that's what you need. When you've got good kids coming in, like Dacos has really cemented himself, as yep. you said, McQuarrie. And yep. also, uh, you've got young uh, McRae coming in as well, who's looking really good. Caleb Poulter making his debut yeah, this Poulter weekend, too. Yeah, Poulter making his debut this weekend, so best of luck to him. Yeah. Uh, when you've got those kids coming through and you've got that top-end talent, you really need to be getting that mid-sort-of-tier mid talent popping just so you can get to winning games. But hats off to, to the Dons for winning this one. Yeah. On Anzac Day, big occasion. Darcy Parrish was ridiculous. That is one of the best games I would say that's the best game I've seen anyone play in the last sort of five years. He was everywhere, wasn't he? It was ridiculous. I called Heppel for the medal when I was thinking at halftime, thinking, you know what? Parrish has killed it, but Heppel has a sniff. Yeah, At three-quarter time, I thought Heppel still has a sniff. And then Parrish goes and bangs in two goals in the last quarter, I think it was, and just got another odd 10-odd touches to... 42 touches, you can't, nine clearances, you two can't goals. Take, you can't say no medal to that, can you? No, but Heppel, fantastic game. I was very... Great game, yeah. Nine times out of ten, I think that wins the medal. Yeah, Heppel's not game, wrong. Nine times out of ten. So There's was, about three players who could have won the medal yep. um, that weren't Darcy Parrish, so it was very impressive. Like, just shows how you know, impressive his game was. But I called Collingwood to win, yep. and I called Jack Crisp to get the medal. He was their best player. He was their best player. So I went over two, but I couldn't have been closer. Sure. You know what I mean? Anyway, no, last... Hats off to Darcy Parrish. Got him in a fantasy draft. Easy free agent to pick up. Absolute gun. 156. Thanks for coming. Well played. Last game of the round, uh, my Port and Saints. I was very scared about this game because St. Kilda always seemed to play very well at Adelaide Oval the last yeah, two did, times. We did mention that, yeah. Been nice and took a you know, go off the side. Well, I don't know I don't know what to take from this. Uh, Port actually that good of a team that we're putting away teams like Cohen and Saints who I would consider danger games. Yep. And we're flogging them, or are they both that bad? I think I think it's a mixture of both for me. No, I I don't think it shows a single thing about Port Adelaide. There's not anything to read into it about. I'm not saying Port Adelaide bad. I think they're top four aside, but Saints are in a world of hurt. They are bad. It is. I don't know if they can come back from this. Like, I, they are bad, bad. They can't make finals this year if they no, look like this. I think it's done now. Something drastic has to happen. I was watching the. I was live at the game. And there was one player who I did not see touch the ball. And I actually looked at the stats. I think he had minimal. But Brad Crouch could not yeah. get near the ball. He no. finished with 49 dream team points, I believe. And I have him in one of my drafts. He just And we were talking about him just a couple of weeks ago. I think yeah. he might get him in my classic. Yeah, like he's coming back. He's, he's I tackling and everything. I did not see him near it. I, honestly, I don't think I saw him once. Yeah. Ollie Wines had just got him out of the game completely. Yeah. And it, he couldn't it, run with anyone. No. And, that, and even Jack Steele. Jack Steele stands up still. But... That midfield, who I thought had ball winners everywhere, Billings and Ross and Gresham. Gresham's obviously out, but um, and Bradley Hill. Bradley Hill. I thought he's going to be. An, I thought he might be an All Australian this yeah. year. Bradley Hill and Steele and Crouch. I thought this is going to be a great midfield mix with Rowan Marshall. Oh my god, it was hard to watch. I mean, great for a Port fan, but gee, St Kilda. That is, I, I'm, I'm, the line is 
I think I had him in pencil last week. Now it's tin pen. Yeah, it, I reckon it has to be. They they can't come back from this and make finals. I don't think. I think it will take no. something drastic. Unless their schedule for the rest of the season is unbelievable, I would be very very shocked if they can't come back and make finals. But to kick five, to kick five goals in the whole entire game of football when your season's on the line pretty well. Yeah, it's very embarrassing against an undermanned Port side as well. Yeah, exactly so right. It's Plenty of injuries. Very in that side, very so. embarrassing for St Kilda, and I think if you're a St Kilda fan, you're very upset at the moment. Yeah, you are. But anyway, that is that. Well, that was, That's the uh, round, that was round six. Yeah. You know what? Now I look back at it, it actually wasn't too bad of a round. But it a lot a of round. a lot of thirty point wins though. It wasn't a lot of yeah. tight ones, was it? But like, a lot of games that did feel tight, like even the Carlton. Yeah, they felt Christmas tighter game. than what they were. Yeah, exactly right. But on to the uh, on to the next round. No, we'll, we'll, oh. whilst we we'll, we'll cap oh, off yeah. the end of that round, we'll go to our players of the week. I like it. Would you like to start off with your player of the week, Dogger? Yeah, well, I already mentioned it. The lid is off at the moment, so I'm going to be massively biased and take Christian Salem. But I don't even think it's biased. You pick in a player who thirty nine touches. A goal was unbelievable and it was all of our sort of push and, and attack off half back. We ended up having uh, six coast to coast goals, which I think is the record this season. Uh, so he's just really showing how pivotal he can be to sort of our attack and, and our back line as well. He's just a level head we can go to. So for me, it's Salem's best game of his career, breakout game. Everyone's realizing how good he is this season, yeah. and he's my player of the week. No, very well done. My part of the week, <clears throat> despite the loss, and despite the voice crack, uh, despite the loss, I've taken Lockie Ash as my player of the week. I love it. I think Lockie Ash is uh, coming to a bit of his own now. However, I think it will halt now that Whitfield is back, which is a shame. Yeah. But, um, is he coming back this week 100%? 100% back. Whether it's VFL or AFL, I'm not sure, but 100% playing. Yeah. Um, sorry, Nifo, whatever it's called. Uh, but yes, Lockie Ash, 35 touches and 15 uncontested marks. Huge. I called him for the most touches in group two to my mates at $12 odds and he smashed it home. I thought he might Pumped get 26 it. and that'd be enough. I did say I loved it. Didn't expect 35. No, not but, at all. Um, no, great game by Lockie Ash. Um, yeah, he's really coming into his own. I hope he's able to hold this form once you include Lockie Whitfield to that team because he is the pig out of that halfback flank and the king of uncontested marks, Lockie Whitfield. So, uh, but no, Lockie Ash, great game. Hats off to you, mate. Congratulations. But uh, disappointing loss, but a very, very impressive game. Yeah, very impressive from from young Ash and sign of things to come. Hopefully, uh, Whitfield doesn't take too much away from him. So No. Now, we'll move on to our round six preview. Dogger, kick us off with the first game of the round. Yeah, so first game of the round, we've got... Uh, Sorry, round seven. Yeah, we've got the Doggies versus uh, Richmond. So, this one will be played at the G. I wish Dusty was in this game because then we could get oh. a real um, uh, what's one after analysis, I guess, on the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly right. But even with Dusty back, I reckon doggies would just be too too really? good. Really? Yeah, no, I'm very very keen on this game from a betting standpoint. Like even Bulldogs paying a dollar fifty. They are that much favourites. Yeah, so eleven point favourites. So it's pretty big, and you can't really count out a Richmond team. Never. Who's their midfield? I don't care. Who's their midfield right now? Trent Cotchin and Shane Edwards and probably who knows else. Oh, I can't stand. And I think they're going to get... Dawkins making his debut. I, I think, think they're going to get bullied in the midfield and there's not going to be anyone who can really stand up in that midfield. Wow. So, yeah, I think the Doggies will take this one by fair margin as well. Wow, well, I'm taking the Tigers for me. Uh, what? How many times have we taken the Tigers, gone against the Tigers when they've been undermanned? I think back to that Port Adelaide game at yep. Adelaide Oval only a couple of years I ago. That, yeah. No like revolt. No, and Port were flying. I think Port four and zero. No revolt. No, uh, no Dusty. No Cochin. No anyone. And yep. they pulled it out their ass and won it. 
Um, I think Richmond too good of a team. And I said this last week, it's very hard to go 6-0. It's even harder to go 7-0. Yeah. I think this is when they will stop. So um, Richmond for me at the G. Uh, if that Marvel, I think I'd say a different story. But at the G, I would be taking the Tigers and definitely taking their 11-point line. I think that's fantastic. There you go. Good betting value there, Cam reckons. So. Now, this game I think could be a really cr- a cracker. It, yeah, it really could be. Pies and Suns. At the G, and, and Gold Coast record at the G, I don't know off the top of my head, but I'm going to assume it's probably only 10 games played for maybe one win. I would say, yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> shocking. It would be terrible, but um, I think the Pies are terrible. And I think the Gold Coast are a better side. So do I, and I think they're hungrier. And what are the odds? $2.80 for the Suns. I'm taking Gold Coast line. Oh, ridiculous. Their line at the moment is sitting at 12 and a half. I'm taking that line 100%. So you're getting them a two-goal head start when they've got better forwards... Who are yep. more on form? They've got hungrier players. Probably a better midfield at this point. Yeah, I think so. Oh, I, Brody, Brody Grundy's the only the only one here that I think he could. He might have two hundred fantasy points. This yeah, week. he could absolutely tear shreds through this Suns team. He might go nuts and really like he's coming up against Burgess. He might. He honestly might just beat Zebels one seventy, and I would not be shocked. It, I wouldn't be surprised if he just gets up there. Does. Honestly, has like sub 10 hit outs. Yeah. He just grabs every ball. Like 30 odd touches and yeah. 10 hit outs. Yeah, that wouldn't shock Why me. Not? Why not? However, I don't think Brody Grundy wins games enough for anyone. I don't think Ruckman win games anymore. Um, so I think I'm going to take the Suns. Yeah. I th- I'm, I'm off the Collingwood bandwagon. Uh, well, bandwagon. I'm off the Collingwood train completely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think uh, if you put goal, uh, Collingwood under pressure, which every team that they've lost to has. I mean, Essendon bought the bought the heat <clears throat> and they lost. Yeah, they can't who, handle the heat. Who didn't bring the heat to Collingwood? Carlton. Carlton couldn't bring pressure to anyone and that's why Collingwood beat them. Gold Coast will bring the pressure. You, when you've got Tuke Miller and, and Hugh Greenwood, two of the top three tacklers in the AFL, that's pressure. Yeah. Pendlebury doesn't time. have his time. And then players who, their second team midfielders won't have time. Finlay McRae, poor bug, is going to probably get beaten around. Yeah, and he, Pop he probably gonna, will. Pop going to get beaten around just because of the tackling pressure. pressure. Yeah. And like the, even the bigger bodies, like Took Miller is a big, stock, like stocky he's a, unit. He's fast. And then you got Greenwood is just huge. Yeah. And even Noel Anderson is just silky on the outside. So they've sort of got it all going for them in the midfield. Oh, I like it. But I'm going to be taking the pies on this one. Trying them again. Poorly based, uh, purely based off of Brody Grundy yeah, just dominating. Like I don't think you can go past it. No, I he's can't. another midfielder, and it's going to be hard. Like who's no one's really going to tackle him in there. No, so no, no, I will. It's going to be hard to even run with him with Burgess. I think Burgess around the ground is going to get dominated, and yeah, yeah. I think so too. I'm going to take the pies only just. Yeah, I don't really like it, uh, but at the G as well, I think they bounce that back game. So yeah. see how we go with that. No, beautiful. All right, two split tips in a row here. Yeah, now, we'll be going with three in a row. Crows and Giants. In Adelaide, Crows return Adelaide. I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I don't know about this game. I think this is probably the hardest game. Of, oh, there's a few hard games to tip this round, to it's be fair. It's a very hard round for me. It's a hard round. Um, I don't know. I, I've already done my tips. So I don't even know who I've tipped. I think I'm going to go with the Giants. Yeah, likewise. I just... Oh, I don't know. It's one of those games. I'm stuck on it. I, I don't know. Both sides sort of... One's going... As we said about a couple of weeks ago with... Uh, it was Collingwood and Giants. One side's going down. One side's slightly going up. Yeah. And they're sort of meeting in the middle at this point. And I think, yeah, Toby Green might just sort of take the piss out of their, yeah, their back line. But even like a, a Finlayson, who's, who's quite a big unit up forward, could 
could really dominate Adelaide Oval. So yeah, we'll see how we go. I'm going to take the Giants only just and not very confidently because yeah. they they got beaten last year by the Crows. So yeah, I'm going to take the True. Giants. Yeah, I'll be taking the Giants as well. I think the Crows lose to Hawthorne by 50-odd if uh, Phil Thorpe doesn't pop up out of nowhere and kick five straight. True. He won't kick five straight this week. Um, and they won't kick as straight as they did either. No, they won't. So if you look at that form line, they lost to Hawthorne by 40-odd. And that doesn't do it for me. And think Giants are good enough. Uh, Rootfield potentially are back in. Um, obviously, we'll be waiting on team lineups, uh, for, especially for GWS, because they might have a few players coming back from injury. And Crows will have a couple going out. I think uh, Will Hamill with his ankle will be out. Another yeah, debutante, Morrill, coming in. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be taking Giants, and I think they'll get the job done. Giants have a very good record here at Adelaide Oval as well. Um, I know they really? whenever they play poor, they always give us a pain in the ass game. Remember they beat us by one point only a couple of years ago. So, um, good record at Adelaide Oval for the Giants. And oh, like I said three weeks ago, the fun games are over for Crows. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, it's over. So, Giants for me. Yep. Uh, next game, St Kilda and Hawthorne, Battle of the Shit. Another hard game. Another but a tough really, game to really tough game. I'm going to take the Saints in this. I think they're going to bounce back, and I think it's reasonable that they will bounce back. You've seen the Hawks can get a lot of goals kicked on them, especially by power forwards, as we yep. saw last week. You saw Elliot Himmelberg, um, Phil, Thorpe. Phil Thorpe, and Tex all have a piece of the pie. So I think St Kilda is just going to be a little bit too much for them uh, in the front end. And, yeah, players like Max King and Tim Membry are just going to have, have a bit of fun yeah. uh, with the the back line of the Hawks. So, yeah, for me, it's going to be the Saints. Oh, this is a little bit of a hard tip, but I think I'll be taking them quite confidently uh, just because of that forward line, that pure dominance. So I tend to agree. I think Saints will... God, if they lose this, then I'm done. I if oh, I, if yeah. I lose this, I don't think I'll tip them again until they play North that. Melbourne or Crows. Yeah, um, I won't. I won't tip them again. So Even against the Crows, I might not even tip them. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think Saints. Uh, we'll take them comfortably as well, actually. I'm not okay. sure what the line is, um, but uh, I think Saints will have to bounce back. Yeah, it's in about 10 at the moment. So. Yeah, I'll be taking Saints. Pretty happy. I like it. Lions poor at the G. We'll uh, be game of the game of the round. Yeah, but last year, we went up there in pretty similar form around the same time of the year. And they pumped us by 50-odd, I remember. It was yep. an absolute shellacking, and Lockie Neal terrorized us. He's out this time. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only reason why I'm tipping Port. Only reason. If Lockie Neal was in, I would tip Brisbane 110%. Yeah. But I think with him out, I think, okay, maybe Port. That's kind of levels that home factor a little bit, just because he's their best player. You take out the best player of any team, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, we'll see him at Crows. Take out Auris Sloan, they've done nothing since. So, um. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah, if he was in, I would tip against Port. I mean, I wouldn't, but um, I'll be tipping Lions. But no, Neil out, I'm in for Port. Yeah, I think I think I have to agree with this. Oh, no, I'll go against you again. I'm going the Lions. And I think we're a different team as we were this time last year, especially our defensive stocks. They might have a yep. different forward line now. You've added in um, Danaher, uh, yep. but we didn't have a Lear Lear. No, very true. And, and he has been so instrumental for you guys. Huge. All-Australian quite easily. I'm saying we all, you, you laughed at me when I said he's an All-Australian chance before the season started. I don't know if I laughed at you because oh, I do you, love Aaliyah You went, uh, shut up. Uh, but anyway, he laughed. But um, regardless, yeah, I'll be taking Port. Just, I think Aaliyah is the, the difference maker here. Yeah, I reckon the Lions might just be too strong only because it's at the Gabba. Yeah. If it was at Adelaide Oval, I'd be quite easily t- and uh, right, taking and Port. Fairly, fairly cold. Yeah, exactly. So next game of the round. Swans and Cats. Are we taking the Cats? Can't knock that form line. Nah, I think I might even take a 40 plus. Yeah. That's the only easy, or not the only easy, but one of the only easy games of the round for me. Uh, I think the Cats just showed too much class last week and they're one of the... Like, one of the top teams in competition oh, yeah. if, if they're going to be playing like that each week. And I don't think Sydney can maintain 
the form they had early in the year that had, dipped a little bit. Which is already over, I think. Exactly. So I doubt I doubt that Geelong will lose this game. I'm pretty confident in them. And they're going to be part of, part of Matt's multi as well. So Yeah, I'll be taking Cats, whatever their line is too. And I think their line might be relatively short just because it's at the SCG. So yeah, it might bring it a, down a couple of goals. It's about it's about twelve again. So yeah, that's not most of them are. I'll be happily taking cats by thirty plus. Yeah. Um, on to the Sunday games. This should be a blockbuster. North Melbourne and Melbourne. Look, no, like, I kid you not. North Melbourne are, are our hoodoo team, or voodoo team, or whatever hoodoo, hoodoo team. team. Yeah. Yeah, big time. We can never beat them. There was some stupid streak. They'd won like twelve in a row up until last year when we beat them. We were there. Uh, Adelaide yes. Oval, remember? Yes, that we was strange. Too. North Melbourne versus Melbourne, Adelaide That's Oval. That's right. Yes. Uh, but no, we beat we beat them last year quite comfortably. I think in the last quarter we ran away with it. But I'll obviously be tipping uh, Melbourne. Melbourne here. So honestly, get on us hundred plus. If it's at Marvel, hundred plus. Try hundred and twenty plus. It no, it's meant to be in Hobart. Yeah. But because of the um, COVID things with them being in Perth last week. It might not be in Hobart. Well, yeah, so it's arms, is it? Yeah, so if it's in Marvel, yeah, I'll, I'll be taking us 100 plus, honestly. That's well, not me being an idiot. It's just a fast deck, so I think we'll dominate. Well, North Melbourne have probably had their best two performances of the year, um, obviously not last week, but they've, they've been a bit more competitive than they were earlier in the year. But I still think you guys win this very comfortably. Um, yeah. You might be the worst ever team to go 7-0, and but you can only face this in front of you. So That is not true. Very well done. Uh, Bombers and Carlton. I know who you're taking in this. I don't and know I, if I do either. I don't know if I do. No, you do. I and know I know I you hate yourself for it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be taking the blues. So you got John Worsfold in this week. Get his old mob. Perfect. He knows them back to front. He's been coaching up Rutten. And I think they played... We've said this before oh, and we've said it again. Essendon played their grand final last week. Yeah. I think Carlton need a win. And yep. they're going to get it here against Essendon. And a few potential ins as well. Nick Newman's potentially back in. Yeah, I love Nicky Newman. Um, Onions, they call him. Not that I think that means anything to anyone at all. Onions, they call him. Why is that? Because he cries all the time. Yeah. This is the truth. Maybe, Shout out to Onions. I think you've just made me tip Essendon. Uh, but no, I'll be tipping Carlton as well, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, they've pissed me off this year. Um, but they've got to win this. Yeah. And Essendon, like you said, played their grand final last week. So, uh, Blues, uh, not confidently at all. Yeah, fair enough. Now the Derby. West Coast and Freo, always a good game. And Freo have actually been pretty good when they're playing in Perth. They have. And you hate West Coast, but West Coast win. Do you know what the odds are for this game? No. Take a guess. I'm going to imagine, just because you said it like that, that West Coast are like $1.25. $1.70. $1.70? Yeah. Wow. The other way. Yeah. I know. They're playing $1.70. So, to be fair, a little bit of value in that. But since they're so soft, I'm definitely going to be taking the Dockers in this one. No, you're not. I am. Pardon? I'm taking the Dockers. Wow. 100%. Won't, won't be worrying about their line or anything like that. I think the Dockers are in a little bit of form here. A little patch of form. They've stayed home well, in Perth. Melbourne. Yeah, they've stayed home in Perth for the last week and a half. I reckon they're going to get up for this game. Derby's always close. You never know what happens. Maybe a bit of biffo between Brayshaw and Gaff. I don't know if they've sorted that out. Apparently, they went for a round of golf, but who knows? I reckon, yeah, Nat Five's going to stand up, have a huge game, and they're going to win the Derby. Or Derby, whatever they call it over there. Rightio. Well, I'll be taking the Eagles and Gaff medal, but um, yeah, all right. Okay. Well, Not five medal. I don't think Eagles could uh, lose two in a row, especially that disgracefully last week. They would have to kick up their bum. So yeah, sure. Anyway, who's, but who's going to give it to them? Simo? <laughs> Probably no. Shuey. He's soft. Um, but anyway, great 
great game that will be. And, yep. and I'm quite keen for this game, this round of footy, because at least Sunday has a good game at the end. Yeah, and exactly. Saturday, Saturday's got a good game at the end, and the Friday's going to be a good game. There's it's at least one good, good game, game every day. Around. Yeah, so, exactly right. Fantastic. All right, that is round seven. Am I right in saying that? Yes, round seven yep. over and done with. Now, we'll move on Matt's to... Matt's multi, yeah? Should we do the awards or Matt's multi first? We'll, we'll do Matt's multi first. We'll do Matt's multi first. Because it looks last week, it was a win. Sort of. Not really. Oh, we're going to call it a win. Yeah, so it was a call, minor win. We'll call it a win. So I called the Hawks to win. May have called their line. I, I can't quite remember. called the line. I called the Lions line and I called Zach Merritt to get 30 touches. So what a win from Matt's multi. If you all got on it the way I got on it, where I didn't actually include uh, the Lions, then you, you're on. You're and if you got on it the way Matt told the whole entire world through the Winger podcast, you would have lost. So, yeah, um, but I'm sure you didn't because that's just silly. No. But no. It was a Maybe great. You're in form. It was a great win for Matt Smulty. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually tip what I said this week as well. Uh, so this week we've got a really interesting one. So my favourite game of the round. I might even be taking a same game multi for this this game. Okay. So I'm gonna chuck in a set cheeky Matt's same game multi. Is gonna be Gold Coast midfielders. So get on Tuke Miller. Get on uh, Greenwood. Get on Noah Anderson. All for 25 touches. That'll be a nice little bit. But that is not Matt Smulty. Matt's multi is Took Miller, 30 touches. Love it. Guess how much that's paying? A lot. Guess how much? How much? $2.85. Wow, I really like that. That's ridiculous. Like he got it. like 35 last He's week. averaging 27 and a half. He's a gun. And Collingwood give up the most fantasy points. To anything now. To, it, it, in every position apart from North Melbourne. I yeah. think they're actually above North Melbourne for mids, to be honest. And I think they are for a lot of them. Um, and next, next leg is going to be Geelong Line. So I think Geelong, yeah. just dangerous last week. Love They're that. just going to outscore, like purely outscore. It doesn't matter where else on the ground they win or lose. I think just the amount of goals they're putting on the board, it's just going to dominate Swans. And I think Swans are really going to get a like, copper beating here. Yeah. And then we got Max Gorn for 20 touches. I don't mind it. Because he's been averaging about probably 17, 18 touches, yeah, maybe more that. to be yeah, honest. most probably. But I think he's just going to be a menace around the game ground. Goldstein won't be able to keep up with him. He's going to be going forward a lot with Doggy Jackson going into the ruck. I think Doggy Jackson's going to play a lot of ruck time. But Maxi Gorn is going to be sitting on the wing waiting for... What's he going to be waiting for? What? Jack Zeeble to boot out from the 50. He's just going to be waiting there. Take, he'll take, honestly, like 11 marks. Max Gorn's averaging 20.7 touches on the season. There you go. Paying $1.50 And North give touches. up the most amount of fantasy points bar Brisbane to uh, Ruckman. Ruckman. There you go. So, Maxi gone 20 touches. So, I'll read out Matt's multi again. Goes Talk Miller, 30 touches. Yeah. You got Geelong line versus the Swans, and you've got Max Gorn for 20 disposals. What's it come to? $8. That's your best one yet. Would you believe it? That's your best one yet. Mate, I think every week is my best one yet. No, well, no, it's your best one yet because you've got to win one now. It's actually a very good one. So, very I'm good. quite confident in this one. Normally, I am confident, but that doesn't mean anything. This week, I'm actually confident. Gamble like responsibly. Now we move on to the very highly anticipated quarterly awards. We're way too early quarterly awards for the Absolutely. AFL this year. So let's kick it off with yes. the Premiership. So the Demons win the Premiership. Congratulations to the Demons. Is the leaders off. Serious, is that seriously saying that? Yeah, dead serious. Like, I honestly, think I've sort of had, when I've been driving, I've been like visualising me sitting in MCG watching the Demons win the Premiership. With you, and then it will be against Port, and then you cry, but you go, nah, you know what, good stuff, mate. But then we just have a good night anyway. So, yeah, the Demons to win the Premiership, 
It's not even in there. I've surprised you with that one. You love it. Well, I'll, already... I'll just roll with who I said before the season started. It's Port. We Fair look enough. like the most biased fucking podcast ever. We do. God damn. I wish All you right, didn't ask let, that question. Let's move on. Now let's move on to the next one. The, the Brownlow, Brownlow medal. medal. We actually have gone exactly the same here. We have. And it's for me right now. He won't win it. But for me right now, it's Christian Petrarca. I'm the same. So I've gone Christian Petrarca. Not biased at all. I'm not wearing Demon shorts right now. Um, I am. But uh, Christian Petrarca for the Brownlow medal. I personally don't think he's going to win it in the long run. No. I just think we have too many good players to take votes off him. Okay. Max Gorn's going to poll really well this year. Obviously, you've got Petrarca himself polling well this year. Salem is going to poll. And uh, also players like Clayton Oliver are going to jump in there. Brayshaw, Langdon, or yeah. Stephen May, Benny Brown when he kicks 10 in his first game. They're all going to take votes off of them. So I think Petrarca definitely at the moment is proven that he's the best player in the comp right now on form. So yeah, I'm going to be taking Petrarca. Oh, summed it up perfectly. Definitely. But right. I think Ollie Wine's massive shout for, for Oh, you're jumping on my bandwagon now. Got him at $81. Votes. Huge. All right, now on to the rising star. We've got split votes here. You have gone with... You go first. I've gone with Lockie Scholl, and I don't see yeah. any way he loses it from here, actually. Well, I nearly went with Lockie Scholl as well. Averaging... These, these are his stats as of right now. Lockie I do Scholl. see a way he loses it, though. 22 touches, four and a half inside 50s, nearly a shot on goal every game. He's been very, very solid. And I don't see any actually way from here on out that he doesn't win it because his role is so solidified. Yeah. Maybe when Crouch and um, Sloan come back, it might drop off a touch, but not really for me. Uh, so I think I think Shoal's pretty well a lock. Yeah, I, I was very keen on Shoal as well. Got him in the dream team. Love Shoal. He won us a couple of dollars on the weekend as well. Yes, he did. Um, and I just think his role might drop back just that little bit uh, with Crouch and uh, Sloan coming back in the next sort of four or five weeks, it looks like. Um, so for this, I'm going to be going with Chad Warner. So Chad Warner has been absolutely tearing up, even when Sydney haven't been doing well. Oh, so true. He's maintained a great uh, sort of bottom line throughout his game. True. Uh, even when like his fellow uh, Swans rookies like Goulden and um, Braden Campbell have sort of dropped off, he's remained just really hungry and really finding the footy in a great way and being really impactful when he does it as well. So. I'm going to be taking Chad Warner. I think in the long run, he's going to have the bigger role on the team. Uh, and yeah, I think he, he's going to be like a true game winner uh, as the season goes on. So Not bad. Chad right. Warner for me. Now, the winger defensive player of the year. Um, I've gone with Jacob Wiedering. Um I know Cohen are getting smashed, but could you imagine if he wasn't there? That's all I can say. Imagine if he wasn't there. He's not even the best defender in their team right now. I don't care. Could Liam Jones is easily their better defender. He's averaging 17 touches himself out of defence, which is very, very nicely. He's top 10 in the, in the AFL for 50s, for rebound 50s, and he's number one in the AFL for, for one percenters. He, without him right now, it would be disgusting. So I'm still sticking with Jacob Reedering, who's my early season call regardless, and Liam, I'm sticking with it. Liam Jones took... 14 had 14 intercepts. Yes, like two games and Jacob ago. Had Wiedering 11 the is other leading game. the AFL in one percenters. I'm taking Jacob Wiedering. He's spoiling machine. He reads a play well and he rebounds very, very well, better than anyone in that defense. Yeah. So, uh, Wiedering was my early season call and I'm sticking with it. I think Carl will have a bit of a better second half or you know, third half of the season because we're only a quarter of the way through. But, um, no, I think without Wiedering, that team would be absolutely disgusting. They'd be North Melbourne without him. Interesting. I think that's a big call. Um, uh, no, I'm going to be taking Jake Lever. It's not even biased. Jake Lever is 
honestly become one of the most elite defenders. Joel Taylor, another shout out. He's not going to like my bias on this show. No. But in this sense, it's not bias. You can agree with me. Jake Lever's been one of the best defenders in the league. He's been very, very, very good. And a lot of pundits have agreed with me. He's just game in, game out. Even with Maisie out that one week, or sort of two weeks, he's just dominated. He's not playing on the best, uh, pl- the best forward, but he's coming off and helping out the other forwards, making Maisie and Tomlinson look a lot better than they are. Uh, Tomlinson actually isn't a very good defender, but he's playing really well this season, partly due to Lever. So yeah. he's leading in all sorts of stats. I don't have any stats on me. Because uh, he's not leading in any, but carry on. But he is. But he's been he's taken a huge leap this season. He will not be my winger uh, defensive player of the year by the end of the year. I know it. But right now, up until this point, I can't put anyone past him. Fair call. Now, surprise, all Australian. Um, here's my. I'm sticking yet again. Like my first ones a set start of the year who would be a surprise all Australian yep. and Bradley Hill stuck true to it. <laughs> not Bradley Hill. Alir uh, Alir. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I I think he's. Probably the only defensive lock apart from Jake Lever right now. Yeah, he's taking Port Adelaide to the next level. Yeah. So um, without him, I think we'd be in a bit of a world of pain at the moment. Um, and yeah, nah, he's, I, I don't have much else to say about Leary. He's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, he's averaging 70-odd touches, five rebounds, and he's in the top 15 in, mar- in contested marks and one percenters. Um, yeah, we aren't five to one. We aren't five and one without him. Simple yeah, and he, he can be a really great dis- distributor as well. Ball in hands, I feel comfortable with him. Yeah, which which has sort of been a, a weak point of his career, but I feel like he's just gained that confidence to take on the kick. And yeah. he normally takes on the player, but never would take on the really accurate kick. But he's really lacing people out now, so I completely agree with that. I think he's going to be an all Australian lock. So I think so too. My player, I just love seeing this guy succeed. He's a great player to watch. Got David Mundy, the so gr- the granddad. Yeah, the granddad. So he's just proven that like, age is just a number. He yeah. is going mental. They put him to the half forward a couple of years ago, the graveyard they call it. Yeah. Uh, but far out, he's come back into the midfield and he's dominating at the moment. Had two goals on the weekend, nearly 30 touches. He's getting like about 20, 27 touches a game. He's nearly a career high. And he's really adding uh, a lot of goals into his arsenal, even when he's not playing forward. So... It's been unbelievable for me this season. I think he's an AA lock right now. Uh, and I think Freo has sort of got a, a pretty good like trajectory this year and, and might sort of challenge for that 9-10 like yeah. spot. Uh, I think that's where they'll fall, but they'll challenge for the 8 at the moment. So no, they're looking really good. And yeah, David Mundy for me. Yeah, no, I have to agree. And now uh, the Chemology Most Improved Player. You'll, we, you like that I added that? Do like that. That's no, good. Chemology. Sponsored by Chemology. Thank you yeah, very much thank for the you sponsor. sponsor. Now, uh, who wants to go first? We've got completely different ones. You go. Tuke Miller. Tuke Miller, we alluded to him earlier. Interesting. He's my most improved player. Now, most improved to me is you're, you're improving on your stats for your career, aren't you? Oh, not necessarily stats. It can be Everything. Like how you're helping your team win and things like that as well. Sure. Tuke Miller averaging 27 right now. Touches. That's top uh, top 20 in the AFL. Yep. And uh, that's career, his career average before this season was, well, as of right now, is still 20. So he's plus wow. 7 on his, and that's including this season. So it's probably before this season, around this 18, 19 mark. Uh, he is averaging seven and a half tackles per game, second most in the AFL total wise, and he has a career average of five. So he's, in, wow. he's averaging two point five more tackles per game, fourteen kicks per game. Guess what his career average was? Eight. Eight. He's nearly doubled his kicks wow. per se- per game, and nearly five inside fifties a game from a player who's a defensive midfielder only a couple of years ago. I think Took Miller's a lot for the Camogie Most Improved Player, and he's been fantastic for me. Amazing. I, I don't mind it at all. 
Uh, I think Took yeah, has really taken his game to the next level and he's shown how good of a runner he can be as well. Uh, like endurance that, freak, yeah. Yeah, he's just an absolute endurance freak. You look at the bloke and he's huge while he's running just absolute gas. Yeah. So, no, he's been really impressive this season and he, he was actually a player I did look at. So, yeah. I, I was quite keen on him. Uh, but a player I decided to go with was a player who's changed positions. So, he was a defender. I don't know who he's drafted as, but he's, he was came defender. in as a, a defender and he's moved into the midfield, and he is just taking his game to the next level. As I said, he's helped his team win. They got to 4-0. and They've sort of fallen off a little bit with some of the injuries they've had. But they've been playing immense, and he's been playing out of his skin. So that's Callum Mills. Yeah, uh, and this, like se- this season, he's averaging 26 touches. Uh, and he's also, the one that I was really liking, he's averaging, um, I think it was 9.2 contested possessions and 5.2 clearances. There you go. So that is in the elite sort of standard. Yeah. But last year, I'm not just copying you, I did have a look at this before, and this was one of my reasons for doing it. So he's upped his disposals by eight per game. Yeah, it's huge. So one more than Tug Miller. That's not a competition though. And he's also upped his contested possessions by three. And also, his clearances were 1.1 last season. Wow, he's taking it to five. 5.2. That's huge. So huge. He's playing as a great inside midfielder, and he's just absolute. He's hard in the mid, and he's also just absolute class on the outside. So, yeah, it's definitely Callum Mills for me. He's become a real elite tier midfielder, uh, and I think he'll do pretty well in the Brownlow votes this year as the year goes on as well. Not that he'll win it, but. Very nice. No, I have to. No, great call. Now we'll wrap up the episode with our hot wings. You, yep. I think you're going to go first. You're itching to do it. No, no, no I'm not, I'm I want to let you go first. Uh, it's all right that you want to buy some time because you haven't come up with one, Ken. Yes, uh, that's all right. But this week, I, I wanted to go with the Eagles to lose the Derby, but all right, I've had another idea. I've come up with something. Shoot, it's going to be. No, I'm going to stick to it. So it's going to be Frio. <laughs> To win the Derby and Nat Fife to win the medal. So it's a huge call, but right. I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. Going to go Freo to win the Derby. Derby, Derby. Okay, well, I'm going to steal a little bit of your Derby call there because I'm going to go Ooh. with the next two weeks for the, two, for the two Derbies. Yeah. I'm going to go a double of um, Gaff medal into Ollie Wines medal for the Ooh, next two weeks. Oh, I like it. So I like get it. the both of Derby in the showdown. And I think, yeah, Gaff will get this one. And I think Ollie gets the one next week. So they'll take out the two individual state derbies. That's Derby slash showdown slash whatever you want to call them. Whatever they are. So um, that's my hot wing. I like it. All right. Another great episode. Well done. Thanks for sticking around on the YouTube as well. Hopefully they have come by a computer. computer. My phone hasn't died. I'm kind of stressing about that the last five minutes. You mean your DSLR that we film it on? Yes, sorry. My DSLR yeah. Canon 5000. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway. 5000D. Yep. Anyway, thank you for listening to episode 10 uh, of the Winger Podcast. Thank you very much. Oh, make sure to follow us on uh, on social media such as Instagram. At the Winger Podcast. Follow us on TikTok. At Winger Podcast. Uh, have a look at us on Instagram as well. At Winger Podcast. And also listen to us on Spotify. At Winger Podcast. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening. Ta. Good night.